dramatized lesson is called Entertaining Friends. Kat and Anna are enjoying a pleasant evening at home, having drinks with some neighbors. Listen to what they say, and I will translate. Lived in luxury flats. A similar 
solar system was used for hundreds of years by the Galapagos pygmies, who rated their wealth by possession of the teeth of the great hairy anteater, which is nowadays known as the great toothless hairy anteater. Throughout the world, different primitive systems persisted for centuries. Red Indians used to use pork chops as currency, and with them, they bought American dollars, which they grilled and ate. And until quite recently, South Sea Islanders used melons, but this was discontinued because they jammed up the slot machines. In England, modern coinage was founded by Henry VIII, who, faced with a couple of gambling debts, chopped his crown in two and originated the two and sixpenny piece. This was followed by Queen Elizabeth's royal mint. Mmm, we find it quite delicious. And today in this country, coins and notes are still manufactured by the royal mint and by Fingers Lamont of the Balls Pond Road. Money has inspired songs. Money a tear has to fall. Some people spend it like water. I'll just make out a check for three gallons. Whilst others have to borrow. You'll find two pounds on the gas stove. Ah, alone on the range. You're right. Some men will do anything to get it. Humiliating themselves like appearing on TV talent competitions like Opportunity Knocks. Whilst others depend on the generosity of the public, like taxi drivers. Uh, there you are. Here, what about a tip? Uh, okay. Um, never try and whistle with your mouth full of blancmange. <laughs> Thank you, Gav. You're a real talk. <laughs> but of course, even the richest people usually start with nothing. We asked a few how they'd made their first hundred. You, madam, I believe that by the time you were twenty-one, you'd made your first hundred. I certainly have. Oh. <laughs> we then spoke with Arthur Sixpence, the man who certainly made his pile. I'm sorry about that. Yes, I mean. Arthur Sixpence, you are now a millionaire, and I must say, you, you seem pretty happy. I am, I am, I am. I'm very, very, very happy. Mm. Uh, how, how did it happen? I made my money the hard way. Hand painted every note. No, really, though. My dad, my dad used to say to me, Laddie said, Laddie said, where there's muck, there's money. I took his advice. I sold dirty photos. No, really, no, no, honest. I used to be so poor, so poor, I took a job as a contortionist just to make ends meet. Business, wholesale, sold 200 holes in a month. Then the police started looking into him. No, no, give off now, please, now, no. No, then I went into retailing, fixing up Mike's cats. Think about that, that's a subtle one. Yes, thank you. Make yourself go, have a good time. No, I made a lot. I made a lot of money, made a lot of money. I put most of it into cement. Hard cash. What? No, no, no. And now I'm in higher purchase. Radio sets, 100 pounds each, cash down and no sale. That's not our purchase. It's the highest purchase I know. I every one of them. Yes, oh. and, and what do you do now? I'm a comic, and not doing too well. <laughs> of course, essential to the monetary system are banks. Be it a humble piggy bank. So, uh, you want to start an account? <laughs> or, or one of the big national banks. These are the backbone of finance. Once you put your money into a bank, no one can get at it. Least of all, you. <laughs> On these banks depends the whole business of international currency. If you are confused by foreign exchange rates, Remember these simple rules. If you take a pound note into a Swiss bank, you'll get ten shillings and sixpence. If you take a pound note into a French bank, you'll get a lot of sympathy. <laughs> if you take a pound note into a German bank, you'll get a big laugh. And if you take a pound note into an English bank, you'll get in a very long queue. <laughs> so then, people come by their money in many ways. Some people earn it, some people steal it, and some people are lucky enough to inherit it. Do my son, Michael. Uh, I leave a nice little windfall. Two pounds of apples. So my son, Timothy. Um, I know my daughter Alice looks to as the breadwinner. I leave a loaf. Hoy. <laughs> and 
Darcy. I come to Cousin Jack, whom I promised I would mention in my will. Cousin Jack? There you are, I mentioned you. Now, <laughs> now if someone will pay my death duties, I'll be off. If they're coming out of my money, I'm not going. No, yes, you are. Uh, true wealth can't buy happiness, but then neither can poverty. Fortunately, nowadays, although prices are higher, there is more money about, and young people in particular have more to spend than ever before. However, this does not always meet with the approval of the older folks, as you might imagine. Talking, he has learned to sing. Boochie, boochie, 
Sent in by B. Nelson of Coventry. Congratulations and thanks to him, and he wins a signed LP of our show. And now here is a police message. A Bond Street jeweler's was broken into late last night, and eight wristwatches were stolen. Police are looking for a very punctual octopus. And now. crossing the Alps. See the legions of Tiberius Caesar marching to victory at Carthage. Otherwise you'll be stuck at home listening to the next episode of Professor Prune and the Electric Time Trousers. The Time Trousers. Well, here's the story so far. Professor Prune and his friends Trixie and Percy have landed in the year 2069 where they've been met up with Boobirella and Pike of the Angels. They've all been caught by the wicked fetish, king of the city of sin. And believe it or not, yes, he's going to put them all in the pleasure machine. Oh, really? You can't expect people to leave drivel like that. Do it properly. Oh, come on, you can't be serious. You're paid to read what's written. Now, go on, tell the story. Stories? Load of old rubbish. <laughs> I mean, anything. I mean, I might as well say suddenly there was a huge explosion and they all disappeared in a puff of smoke. 
Hello? Hello? Anybody there? No, I'm really joking, honestly. I, I, I didn't mean to. Hello? Come back. Please. You made us disappear, you bring us back. Oh, all right. They all came back. Did I do that? I say, that's rather fun. Don't ever do that to us again. Oh, well, you better behave yourself properly and I won't have to. And don't you forget, whatever I happen to say happens, happens, happens. So come on, jump to it, let's get on, chop, chop, get lined up. Oh, do shut up, you power-mad little juggins. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, that does it. Power-mad little juggins, am I? All right, very well. You are for it. <laughs> Suddenly, before he knew what was happening, John Cleese sat on a wall. Ah! Springing into the air, he hit his head on a low beam. Dropped back on the trampoline, bounced out through the window, into a grand piano, out again, back through another window, and ended up in a vat of gently simmering tapioca pudding. Deep up. <laughs> Your charm holds no interest for me. 
You will all suffer the torture that I have prepared. Farewell. <laughs> With those words, Fetish turned on his heel, his charm, and the television set. Then he was gone, leaving the professor and his chums to their fate with the awful pleasure machine. Good evening. This is the BBC. Bad, bawdy, and corrupt. <laughs> As we have a few moments before our next sinful item, here are a few of the really naughty programs you can see later this evening. At 7 o'clock, we have another edition of Going for a Song. <laughs> Followed at 7.30 by Sin Something Simple. <laughs> and all those with a passion for community sinning. At 9 o'clock, we have tonight's controversial Wednesday play, The Julie Andrews Story. We should like to warn you that this program is unsuitable for adults. And finally, there's the Rowan and Martin Lustin, followed by the Chimes of Big Bent, and... And then uh, closed down for night. Oh, you must listen to I'm sorry, I'll be not again. I do, I do, yeah. I do. So I tell 
you want a pair of these trousers for two dozen jokes. Okay? Fair enough. Off we go. There now follows an attempt on the interplanetary joke record. On your mark. Get that. Blast off. Listen, I can hear the musical before. Aha, uh-huh, a Neptune. No, 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 it's Orion. Orion? Which Orion? Any Orion, any Orion, any Orion. Oh, again, it's a comet. It's a comet. A comet to the garden board. Oh, look, a fiery meteorite blazing in the sky. It's been satellite. I can see the dog star. You mean Lassie? No. Oh, serious? No, I was joking. Fly. Oh. Me the moon. Luna, you the me. Jump into a crater and kiss me. Ah, oh, crater love hath no man. Why could I have a lay body? It's like a great bear. Come on, I'll meet you later. And look, there's one of those big fat cats from Pluto. Yes, it's a bloated Pluto cat. Listen, I can hear an asteroid approach. Yes, asteroid approach, all right. Come here, come here. I'm Aries around. I'm Aries, they come. I'm Taurus, Taurus too. Taurus of the strip. I'm Libra. Libra who? Libra known. Well, I'm Aquarius, a coot. Yes. And I'm Jiminy the Bat. Jiminy the Bat? Yes, my real name is Jiminy Cricket. Oh,